Yeah, it's a lot of bourbon. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, Andrew. <coughs> Mr. Jeff. So this is Blanton's bourbon. Uh, this stuff's kind of hard to find. I uh, wrote something a while ago for what we are about to start here. So to start this off, if everyone doesn't mind, raise a glass. To good friends present and to those no longer with us, you are gone too soon, but will never be forgotten. So here's to you. May you rest in peace until we meet again. Yep. Cheers. 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 It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. That's good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's strong. Oh, it's good. That is good That's stuff. Smooth, though, honestly. It is. They're really smooth. So what brings us here today is just uh, Remembrance of Keith. So everybody who listens uh, kind of knows what's going on right now. Uh, so with us today, we have Jeff and Brett Codet, both brothers of Keith. Uh, Andrew, the producer, who is going to talk. I'm back. Proving to every single one of you out there he is real. <laughs> so as everybody knows, we started this with Keith. Almost three years ago. Three years ago next month, I think. Uh, so here we are. Yeah, well, it's good to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having us. I got my, my hand up. Brett's shirt to help him talk. <laughs> he doesn't say much. He's got his heads up in the clouds. <laughs> it's talk, all good. He talks more than Andrew, the producer. This is true. This is true. We, we spent a long time trying to get him to talk. And for a long time, nobody believed he existed. It was great. <laughs> There's about three episodes where you hear me yelling in, in the, the distance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keith did all enough talking for the whole family for us. Oh so God, for all of us. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you listen to most of the episodes. It, it's Keith, and then there's me. <laughs> well, so. How do you talk to him on the phone? Yeah, once I used to set the phone down for a half hour at a time <laughs> and just come back. Oh yeah, yep, everything's good. Yep, that's all. Well, right. I agree say. completely. I yeah. agree. Yeah. It's like talking to a phone window salesman. <laughs> He could talk. He always had a lot of interesting stories. That's that's absolutely for sure. Absolutely, it started when he was a kid. I mean, he just—I <clears throat> remember because I—I mean, I got pulled out of high school the day he was born, and uh, we went down to the hospital. We had to sit in the waiting room. That's back in the day when you could still do all that stuff. <laughs> a little different <clears throat> now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, I remember Dad coming out saying, "You know, it's a boy," and it was on from then. I mean, uh, you know. Piggyback rides on the back, and then as he <laughs> as he got older, he started running around, and he used to hate it when I would talk about how he'd run around the house with a damn pizza box on his head, going pizza, 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 pizza. It's the first words he could say, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so you guys grew up with him. You probably knew him better. I mean, I'm guarantee you knew him better than anybody here. Um, what's kind of favorite story about him? I mean, the, so the show's predominantly 
anything automotive off-road we talked a lot about um obviously we got a lot into our personal lives kind of how we got where we are uh what's kind of favorite stories about them i know i've got one about you brett um that keith told my mom at one point in time so we'll circle back to that <laughs> i warned you that story was coming up <laughs> okay <laughs> i gotta get some more bourbon then <laughs> absolutely thank you yep yeah so well I got, i've got several i mean go ahead we, i mean we we you know we spent a lot of time together we talked almost almost every day the last the last couple of years um you know grow, growing up again when he was <clears throat> you know there's a there's a, obviously an age difference you know between us but uh I was 17 when he was born, but uh, so as as he was going through high school and college and all that kind of stuff, we weren't as close as we were like like a lot of you know siblings. They develop yeah. bonds later in life, and he would call me almost every day and t- tell me these just ridiculous stories about what he did at the company he was working for <laughs> and how they would demolish things, and how he was he would be creative. They they they, they tore down a bank, and they had to get. The, the vault door out hmm. so he built a ramp um, and this was one of the first jobs that he was assigned as a foreman and he built a ramp going out the door and he ran chains up to this vault door and yanked it off the hinges and pulled <laughs> it out the door with the excursion <laughs> <laughs> and his boss showed up and the, and the vault door is sitting out in the parking lot and he's like how the hell did you get that done? He's like, uh, ingenuity. That's awesome. <laughs> Told everybody else to stand aside, but that's that's just what he did. Keith had, oh, that, yeah. Keith had that way of looking at things. He could figure it out in his mind and then make it happen yeah. with, with duct tape and bubble gum, pretty much. And I think it all came from, I remember when <clears throat> your grandparents, Glazes, were in town, and we all went to Frankenmuth. Keith was little. You, eh, if you were around, you were an infant. And we came out of one of the restaurants, and there was a guy actually sitting there working on a motorcycle. The motorcycle was obviously broken down. Everybody was trying to walk, go back towards the hotel. And Keith just stopped dead in his tracks, staring at this guy working on this motorcycle. Hmm. I mean, the, the, the crankcase is torn apart, right? Jeez. And, and everybody wanted to keep going, and, and our dad said, stop. Hold on. We've been doing what we wanted to do all day. This is something he wants to do. So we actually stood around for like 30 minutes while he watched this guy in amazement. And again, he was just a little tyke, you know, but, huh. but he was into it back back at that age. Wow. You know, it was, ama- it was amazing. Jeez. I'm sure somebody else has something, some other story. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Brett. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on the spot here. There's just so many, you know what I mean? It's like uh, Cuba. they all blend together, you know. And, yeah. And, and, in, in time yeah cuba was very fun we got to go uh him me and uh stephanie and i and keith and we had some good times down there uh oh i, was just, I heard they have good rum they, <laughs> good rum I, I don't remember the rum i don't know i just i don't rem- that's the thing with keith and i is i uh we have a lot of drinking stories but i don't think i remember a single one of them because we we did our fair Those share the great ones. a fair share of drinking um oh uh, I'm on the spot here. It's always <laughs> tough on the spot, you know. Hell yeah, yeah. I uh, drink, he, drink some more bourbon. We can come yeah, back. Yeah, I drink some more. <laughs> he he um he helped give me my first car since it's a car show here. It's a '73 Dodge Dart Swinger. That was uh, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, I still got it. It's a, That's you know, awesome. It's um, you know, he uh, it, it was nice nice of him to do that. You know, he always uh, oh. I don't know. I, I, don't know. So I was willing to help people out with cars and vehicles. Yeah. I mean, a lot of listeners know I got my start in the off-road world and just working on cars from Keith. And it all stemmed back to 2009. 
a little rock quarry in Ohio called Gilboa Quarries where we did a lot of scuba diving. And he started, uh, the guy who owned the place, wanted to hit the world record for most number of divers submerged at one time. So Keith and I went down there days before the event. We helped the guy set up. I mean, we stayed there. He had a house that he let us stay in. And we worked, God, we'd start 6 in the morning, work till 2 a.m., the three days leading up to the event. And it was, it was funny. I came across a picture on my phone uh, the other day on Facebook of, it would have been the day that we started working on uh, Project XJ. So 88 Jeep Cherokee I've been working on building up. Uh, if you guys want the rundown, I'll give it to you another time. Everybody listening has heard this story a dozen times. Uh, at that time, the Jeep was tentatively sold. Guy had had a deposit. At that particular time, I could change a spare tire out. I could jumpstart a car and add fluid. And Keith offered to teach me how to do body work, how to do mechanical work, suspension, to learn, to teach me how to do all this stuff. Uh, it's back when he was in the house on Mill Street. And the agreement was, you can keep it here. You can use my tools. I'll teach you how to do this if you're here doing the work. Any materials, you know, your cost. And it was, if I looked back, I could get the date that that plan started. And I brought that Jeep over to his house at the time. And it snowballed from that into where we are today. <laughs> and, you know, doing the engine swap in the, uh, the Wrangler. You know, getting that, taking off on that. Rebuilding transmissions, axles. Uh, completely designing suspension, learning how to weld to fix floors. I mean, it snowballed into something I never thought it would get into. That's all stemming from that. And, you know, going on wild off-road, not even off-road, but just parts run trips with him all over the state. Yeah, I got into scuba with him, you say that, actually. I was yep. actually the one who got him into scuba diving. A lot of people don't know that. I yeah. was going to a college in Macomb and needed to take a course for um you know phys ed, phys ed yep. yep and so uh, same reason i did it <laughs> yep and so I, I said hey keith i said it's you know 300 bucks to go and get it done privately or 200 bucks to go get it yep at college <laughs> so he says you know i said you want to go to college with me and so he did so we went back to college to and yeah back, back to school to... <laughs> and and uh we we got our college you know we got got our scuba diving training that, and uh we uh talked about that one episode and that's that's where i met both you guys yep uh, I started helping with the classes after I was certified. You and Keith were the first two students I ever saw from Scuba 101 to certified. Yep. And I don't remember if you and I ever dove after that. Keith and I did quite a bit of diving after that, though. I, I had about oh, I had about 30 dives in with Keith, and nice. he was also there on my last dive. We were under the Mackinac Bridge. And I remember the story. <laughs> yeah, we had, yeah. Well, we had a we had a little incident where we yeah. were down what 120 feet on on a, on a freighter and. Uh, you know, we they call it double penetration, where you're into the <laughs> second part of the ship there, and uh, you know you have a tether line going in. You're supposed to be. There's another class for that. Oh, you know, is right? there? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure about that one. We'll have to do some research. But um, and uh, yeah, ran out of air, and by the time we got out of the ship, you know, because we were so deep, so cold, uh, and my my regulator had what's called a free flow, and it's just ice crystals and. You know, and my air is just pumping out and pumping out and pumping out. And by the time we got to the top, the the air is gone. And, and, and you know, I took my last breath. And Keith and I were having some buoyancy issues, or you know, so I couldn't get him. And raised to the surface there and did a did emergency ascent over 100 foot plus. There's not many people that can say that. No, um, no. <laughs> and, uh, you know, breathe, weirdest feeling breathing out the entire time. Just oh, yeah. stop bubbles out, you know, just breathing out and 
coughing up some blood threw me on oxygen <laughs> and uh you know and then the, the guy tells me we can go to the hyperbolic barrack i don't know how to hyperbaric. say it. yeah hyperbaric chamber you know says about thirty, forty thousand dollars. I said no, thank you. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, you got about twenty-four hours. No, you got a if you have a bubble in your brain or your heart. And uh, so I said, well, Keith, let's let's go to the casino. So that's what we did. <laughs> we went went to the casino, got got wasted, you know, drank it up, lived our lives, you know. We, and I'm still here, but um, absolutely, you know, that's a good one, a good memory. So you, you there. followed the right procedures. Yeah. To a point. It's <laughs> our last day. He would have had it the same way, you know. If he knew it yep. was his last day, he would have. Been sitting there drinking right here with us. Yep. 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 <laughs> no, I remember it was some family gathering that he was at with, with my family. And something came up about you. I don't know how it started. And Keith told this story to my mom. And to date, this is her favorite story she's ever heard from any of my friends. And you were quite young. I, I don't remember all the details. I don't even remember hearing the story from him. Uh, but apparently you got the bright idea to climb a cactus. Yep, yep. That's, that's and cool. Keith sat there and watched you. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he wasn't the best babysitter. He left me. <laughs> I was telling my friend here, you know, he left me at the uh, at the the playground, the park there when I was seven years old. My mom used to, my mom told me this one, you know, he come home and he starts playing video games and he was, you know, he he must have been. I was seven. He was fourteen and. Where's Brett? Oh, I don't know. You know, he, just, he literally just left me at the you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this shows how much you really uh, watch me. He was a great babysitter, now. <laughs> yeah. you know. So he, uh, yeah, that was a good one. But, That's funny. Uh, <laughs> Looked like you wanted to say something there, Andrew. I was just wondering what Keith was doing at a uh, family get together of your family. Was it a date? No, no, nothing like that. No, okay. All right, no nice. he'd uh, like New Year's Eve and stuff. He'd occasionally come over for a couple times. Um, you guys came out to one or two things. I don't remember what, but different events my parents had, um, things like that. Not what I was picturing in my head. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were there were a lot of drunken times around bonfires. Uh, I remember one time, I, I know you were there, he was lighting a cigar with a blowtorch. Um, and as, as you all know, he didn't have a whole lot of feeling in his hands. And Stephanie's sitting there going, your hand's on fire. He's like, what? And he pulled it out and his hand was on just flaming on fire and he had no idea <laughs> that sounds about right mm-hmm. yeah he loved his cigars that's loved for cigars sure. and his bourbon and his cars oh, yeah. and you guys and all that cheap bourbon or good bourbon so we have both options to salute him with here today so <laughs> he wasn't too good on his on his marijuana though i tell you <laughs> you know we were over the house one time and he wanted to so I had some brownies, and he, he, ate, he ate one. He says, does nothing. This is, let me, let me, mind you, this is a minute later. You know? Okay, you know. I can picture him saying that. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Does nothing. Yeah, does yeah. nothing. Nothing. This doesn't do anything for me. This is not, nothing's good here, you know? So a minute later, he and takes... did my son make those brownies? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. So a minute, a minute later, takes another one. That's nothing. A, still doing nothing. Oh Keith, boy. Keith, stop. Stop, Keith, you know. One full sheet pan of brownies later... He's oh drooling. man, drooling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't there, but I heard the story. because <laughs> yeah. he told it with pride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, I don't know. To this day, he's the word for that. To this day, he swears it wasn't the brownies that made him sick. You <laughs> he know, was, yeah. yeah. He was just tired. Yeah, just tired that day. But yeah, thank you. No, nothing could ever make him. You know, he could always, he could always have one more drink than you. Yeah, God, I remember. Was it his going away party when he went to commercial dive school? He didn't even remember half the night. <laughs> 
He, if I remember, is you were there. Yeah, he passed out next to the fire for a while. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get him up, walk him in the house. No, same with we went down to Dominican. I think it was too. Same thing. I think we had oh about eight or nine Bahama mamas out of oh, a coconut. Oh, we're sitting there. We're laying on the beach. We got we got burnt <laughs> up that day. I remember I'll that believe one specifically. Well, oh, no, just just the last time we were down in Florida. You, Pete, mom, yeah. We went when we were down in Florida, and. <clears throat> I was down there a couple of days before you guys got there with mom, and we had to go come pick you guys up at the airport. And Keith's standing there, swaying to the left, <laughs> swaying to the right. He drank a bottle of whiskey before he got on the flight. A full damn <laughs> bottle of whiskey. Jeez. Brett said he slept for about 15 minutes, popped back up, and was ready to go again. Oh, Sounds about right. Fa- one of his favorite things, drinking before the airplane. We used to always go to the Coney Island and get our get our breakfast and beer. And nice. Oh, you know, yeah, you got to get gotta get drunk before the plane. <laughs> That uh, Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend, we again another thing in my house. Uh, whatever it was, big thing my parents did, and he came out and we're walking around and he determines so we have a, a full size horse and a miniature horse, mm-hmm. and the full size horse loves beer. Keith, Keith discovered this, mind you. The little horse loved whiskey, <laughs> and Keith had brought at one point in the night he handed me the bottle says I should probably be done with this. And shortly before that, there was a picture taken of him sitting in a clawfoot bathtub that's on the side of our house, just sitting there, just with the whiskey. And it was one of the funniest things. Again, another favorite picture of a lot of people who've seen that one. That was wild. I, I think my favorite, though, Jeff, is uh, involving you. It was uh, a weekend. I think it was all of you guys down in Florida at your mom's place. And you ran out of drinking cups. <laughs> he used his leg. Yep. <laughs> I have a prosthetic leg that I drank out of. Yep. Yeah, and Keith sent me here. a picture of that, and I could not stop laughing when I saw it. Oh, my God, that was great. I think I still have that here. Because that was that's the trip I'm talking about when, when we were all down there, and, you know, he, he started. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Yep. yep. Awesome. <laughs> I think that could be the uh, the clip art for the episode. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. No, but here's another one too, because we we're all out fishing, and we kept he kept catching these stupid little crabs, <laughs> right? Little tiny things. He's holding up like this. So I took this photo, and he's that's just his typical shit eating grin, right? <laughs> yeah. And I took this photo, and I put it on Facebook, and I said, "My brother's got crabs again." <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, and then that's that where that's all those shells when we got to that that one jetty mm-hmm. and i don't know how the hell all these things got there but as large as this or twice the size of this room huh. and as far down as you can dig it's just shells jeez you know so i don't know if it's the graveyard for where the pelicans put all their <laughs> i mean maybe animals just weird stuff. They eat, but yeah we, we had a great that was a great trip huh. nice i remember uh one of the trips he and i went on I don't. I think it just started here, and we had a diesel engine we were taking to Chad at Quick Draw, and we were we were stopping by this other guy's place. He wanted to. The goal was if we get the engine running, he was gonna buy the engine. So we were gonna spend that night ripping that engine out, throw it on the trailer, and then go to Chad's the next day. Well, we messed with that that truck for probably two hours. Couldn't get it going. So he made an offer to the guy. The guy's like, no, 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 I got to try again. All right, cool, whatever. So Keith loved, I don't know the word, uh, the dive bar equivalent of Chinese buffets. 
So we, we found this place on Google, and we went there, and it was pretty good food. Like, better than what you normally find at a, a Chinese buffet. And we're sitting there, and we're looking around, and we're, we're getting ready to go, and it's... We saw these dudes coming in, and they're, they, you know, they have shirts cut halfway down their chest, and they're wearing gold chains. And we noticed they were all missing the same finger. <laughs> so we're pretty sure we stumbled into some sort of Chinese mob or Yakuza, I think it's Japanese, whatever it is, uh, but some kind of mob club or something. <laughs> so we very quickly paid our bill and left. <laughs> oh, well, that's not the first time he's done something like that. <laughs> Years ago, my son Jimmy... Uh, was was coming up in basketball. Mm. It was on traveling teams, you know, in the off season. And I mean, nationwide traveling teams. Well, nice. they, they ended up out in the national championship out in Vegas. Mm. <clears throat> well, he wanted to come out and see, and Keith was not a sports enthusiast. I mean, I had, <laughs> I had to tell him about, you know, like the refs would blow the whistle. What 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 happened? What's wrong? <laughs> well, you can't walk with the ball. I mean, you got to, you know. So I was teaching him as as he was watching this stuff. Yeah. So it was time for me to come back, but Keith was staying out there with Jimmy for a couple more days. Hmm. And he had his typical, I call it his Charlie Sheen look. <laughs> you know, the bowling shirt, the, the shorts, right? And and the, and the loafers. And he's like, come on, let's go in here. I get this picture at like 3 o'clock in the morning. My phone goes off at 3 o'clock in the morning. And anybody knows, you got kids, anything goes off after midnight, it's nothing good. Well, it turns out this time... It's Jimmy. I'm like, oh shit! You know, <laughs> Keith, Keith needs bail, <laughs> something reasonable and, thought. <laughs> and he's like, hey, listen, you know, this guy wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what are you talking? What, what are you talking about? He goes, we're at this party, and this guy wants to talk to you. You know, and he goes, hello, Mr. Cody, it's Will Smith. I just, I just I just met your son. He's a pretty cool kid. I'll, I'll, I'm like, get get the fuck out of here. Who you know? And he goes, he goes, and I can hear him as he's taking the phone away. He's like. So I told you he wouldn't believe me. And then Jimmy goes, just say it. Just say it. And this was right when the movie was had just come out. And he goes, I have got to get me one of these. And I was like, honey, wake up. It's Will Smith. And she goes, is he in the room? I said, no. She says, then tell him to call me later. You know? <laughs> so then there's a picture. And there's this thing they stumbled into. And there's Will Smith and Char- uh, not Charlie Sheen. Um, who the hell was? There was somebody else in there. But that was that was the, the biggest one for for Jimmy that he That's was excited awesome. about. And they it was some private thing. They huh. walked in through the alley entrance, and Keith's like, "Let's just go in here." That sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You talk about Keith's sense of humor and all the different stuff that he did. He was <clears throat> he and I would always go back and forth with uh, stupid dad jokes. You know. <laughs> oh God, he had some bad ones. So, like stupid I, bad, not like. I think the last one I told him was: "This lady walks into the vet's office, and she's holding this limp duck in her hands." And she says, you know, Doc, you got to help me with my duck. He says, I think your duck's passed. I don't think there's anything I could do. She says, are you sure? He goes, okay. He goes out and he comes back in. Black Lab jumps up on the exam table, sniffs the duck and paws the duck and licks it. Looks up at the vet and shakes its head. And he goes, I'm telling you, the duck's dead. She goes, I just I just don't want to believe it. He's like, all right, fine. He takes the lab out. He comes back with a cat and sets the cat down on the examining table. Cat does the same thing. Paws at it, licks it, nudges it, looks up at the vet. Nods his head and he goes, Lady, I'm telling you, your duck's dead. She says, Okay. He takes the cat down and he goes over to the computer, punches up an invoice, and hands it to her. And she says, $150. He goes, Listen, if you were to listen to me, it would have been 20 bucks, but you had lab work and a cat scan. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I can't think of any corny ones he told me. Some of them were just that bad. <laughs> it's not even worth remembering. Yeah, we try to do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember some other ones. <laughs> You guys got to have something. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, favorite? Did you ever go do any wheeling trips with him or truck stories? Yeah, we uh, we had we had a lot of good memories up at the cabin. We have a cabin up in Munising. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I got a couple stories, I guess, with that. Uh, Oh, man, one time we were up there snowbogging, actually. It was a convoy. Snowbogging? Now, snow... what is that? Well, it's mudbogging, but instead of mud, there's snow, you know? Ooh, so I like it's it. It's <laughs> up in, uh, oh, we went up to, we based out of Munising, but I don't know where we went, Manistique or Marquette, one of the two, I don't remember. But but um, we're up there, and it was, oh, deep, deep, deep snow, <laughs> two, three, five feet of snow. I don't oh, wow. remember. Something deep, you know what I mean? But, um and we're going as a convoy of Jeeps. Keith didn't have a Jeep, of course, I don't think at the time. But, uh, you know, in S10, I think he had with him. But He had a lot of different vehicles, uh, yeah, that's he for did. sure. I don't remember. But, but um, and so we're in this convoy, you know, and uh, we're going through and chugging along. And uh, all of a sudden we see this this other little S10, but not, you know, but this one had no no winches or anything on it, you know. It's just It just comes up flying behind us, you know, and it's trying to pass this convoy of Jeeps that's, that's BFE in the middle of nowhere in the woods, you know, like we must have been, oh, two hours from the nearest paved road, oh, you, you know what I mean? And where this car came, truck came yeah. from, no idea. And there's two guys, you know, look like Mario and Luigi, drunker than <laughs> the skunk, and they come trying to pass us, and they keep trying to pass us. We tell them, we, you can't get around. We're, yeah. we're literally using winches to tug us along through the snow, you know, getting stuck every five feet, you know what I mean? It's a slow, slow process, yeah. some of the snow bugging was, and... And they try, so so then we get, they get to a point, and they literally try jumping over us. <laughs> There's probably ten cars, so they try ram, revving up as fast as they can. Oh, you know these geez. two drunk guys, and they and we we and they try they try jumping, and they and they land in a snowbank, and the snow is literally up to the windows. You know they can't even, and they're completely stuck. Jeez. You know, and uh, we got them out. You know, winch them out. And say guys, you guys got to turn around. You know, and uh, <laughs> you know you can't do this and. And about, you know, get them all out. Okay, all right, just come on, follow behind us. We'll get you out of here. 20 minutes later, they got impatient because they're drunker than a skunk. <laughs> Try the same shit again. Oh, <laughs> you know what geez. I mean? Try revving up and jumping them, get, you know, off these little hills, get get stuck again. And so we left them, you know I mean? I don't know what to tell you, you know I mean? They, they wouldn't listen. And to this day, I, I hope they got out of there. But uh, but uh, they they were up there, you know, they it was, that was a pretty fun one. And then another time when, you know, we... Uh, we had to bury my grandpa's ashes, and uh, and uh, uh, grandpa he was an old old school, you know. He he's a big time hunter, and um, so you don't you don't hunt anywhere near the cabin. You have yeah. to, you have to go out, you know, you know three four hours away, you know, Ooh. you know walking, you know in the in the in the marsh in the bog, you know, and, and so and that was <clears throat> so we took the four wheeler as far as we could to go because he had the spot he called the knoll, and the knoll was. And it's like a little hill in the middle of in the middle of a swamp is what it is, <laughs> you know, a huge, huge swamp. And but it's still in the middle of winter when we're up there, and uh, when we went when we went to go bury his ashes. So so we had to take the four wheeler for about an hour, and then oh, we had to wow. walk, then we had to walk for a good good two three hours in the in the good Lord. in the mud, you know. But it's all you had to break through the ice. Literally, yeah. you take your shirt off because it's so cold up there that you know you'll you'll sweat to death Jeez. so literally you're just walking around shirtless even though it's in the middle of winter and 10 degrees outside you <laughs> know because that's how you you do it and um but grant yeah we had you know so we went buried at Zash's on the knoll and grandpa was in world war ii and he didn't like uh the japanese you know he was in world war ii not that i have anything against the wonderful japanese but it was grandpa old school mentality and uh so so that and I guess the the new owners of this property are Japanese. So that so oh boy. It, it was the final <laughs> it was the final send off to Grandpa to go to this 
his favorite spot and put and put him up there as the last, you know, excuse my <laughs> language, but F you to, to, to them. So that was, that was a really fun trip with him. I got a lot of good memories and pictures. We spent a lot, of, yeah. a lot of time up at that cabin. Um, oh, it's just a dank, stinky hole in the wall with I've mice. heard about it. Yeah. Mice, <clears throat> mice sticking through, you know, he'd, you know, there'd be a mice cl- going, it's just aluminum foam siding and you'd see a mouse every once in a while. You'd, Take a knife and right, right into the wall, you know what I mean? Or they get trapped in the kerosene, yeah, and it'd be like a wick. Oh man! Oh jeez! Oh yeah, and they smell all night. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. But, no, um, we went up to that cabin all the time. We loved it up there. You know, we really wanted to get another trip up there soon, but we'll get up there. Well, when you go, let me know. Oh, we we yeah. talked about checking it out a lot. Never yeah, a had the place. opportunity. Yep. Well, you had another story about the a hunting trip up there with John. Oh, John. Jeff oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This was hilarious. Yeah. We, so, we get a, go ahead. Well, we get, I get a call, a, a frantic call from my son going, hey, I need you to put some money in my account. And I'm like, why? What the hell? You know? And uh, so so they, they do this drive up with a friend of theirs who, I'm just trying to figure out the way to say it nicely. He was, he was new to the real world. He was a, he was a converted Joho. Okay. Okay. Right? So... He'd been to our house at Christmas, and we had some presents for him. He didn't know what the hell to do. He just had to hold them <laughs> on his lap. We're like, open them, you know. Ah. Well, this guy, everything was a new experience for him. So when they went up, when they went up hunting, <clears throat> I get this frantic call saying, "You, you got to put some money in my account. We got to go into town. We got to go grocery shopping." And so we just ended up doing it. But it was the it was the storytelling by Keith when we got back that, that just made the whole thing. So yeah. these guys all went out hunting. Keith, Brett, Jeff Jr. I don't think there was anybody else besides John. John stayed back. <clears throat> when they got back. We're out all night. You oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Till dark. And when they got back, there was a buffet. Hmm. He had cooked all the food. Every single bit of food for the that, week. We, that we had for the entire week. He goes, look what I've created. <laughs> I made this magnificent I made meal. a feast was yeah. his exact words. <laughs> I made a feast. So he cooked every bit. Of, and mind you, we're an hour and a half from the nearest paid road oh, out there. Too, our, ca- our cabin's deep in the woods. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah, he cooked all every bit of food up for the entire week. This he thought it was, uh, he thought that's what you did, and so we had. Oh, to, geez. You know, we had to make stew for the rest of the week. And put, <laughs> you know, whatever you could possibly imagine, all in the one stew. You know, hot dog stew. Hot dog, oh man, cheese and it was probably pretty good by the end yeah, of it. Well, yeah. it could have been pretty bad too, I guess. Oh, but that was. But just the way Keith told it, and if if he if he thought about it, he talked about a hunting story. He's like, I've got one, and uh, <laughs> he was just the way he would do it. He would hold his arms out and I prepared a feast. <laughs> <laughs> Not the brightest tool in the shed. <laughs> but it was funny to hear after the fact. I loved just the way he told stories a lot like that. You know, when I first met him, and you know, Keith is definitely a storyteller. Yep. And a lot of times, if you first meet him, you think, oh, okay, sure, that's how it happened. And the more I got to know him, got introduced to a lot of his friends who were at these stories, you know, they were in the stories. And you hear them tell the story, and it's the exact same story. And it's like, oh, all right, that really happened that way. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Oops. <laughs> uh, Andrew, you looking to say something? Not really. Oh, I'm just enjoying these stories. <laughs> you look like you're holding I've, so, I've heard some of them before, yeah. but uh, you know, they don't get old. Yo, no, they don't. <laughs> no. He was very, uh, he was a very colorful storyteller. Yes. <laughs> and. and animated yes it's like like you were saying and contagious uh, laughter yeah because yeah. if he's starting to laugh during the story then you couldn't you couldn't help it you just True. had to start going right along with it yeah 
couldn't tell you how many times you know talking about recording stuff over and like all right it's gonna be an early night and i know you you've been victim to this probably about as many times as i have you know we're starting like we gotta be done by eight o'clock or gotta be done by nine o'clock here it is 11 30 like yeah i'll have one more beer <laughs> there were a few times when i was producing that i just like at a break i'm like all right i'm leaving the recorder i'll pick it up later <laughs> yeah. and i leave yep yep yeah, it's like Gotta be done by 9, 11 o'clock, <laughs> I'm walking out the door like, see you guys. Yeah, I have been a few times. So I don't know, Stephanie, if you got a few minutes, if you'd like to chat with us tonight. <laughs> you don't I'm have to, it's up here. to you. Wanna come over here? Sit here so you don't have to hold the mic. <laughs> right so right what do you have, uh, hold that big thing by your face? favorite off-roading stories of Keith? Or anything to do with cars or just Keith in general here? He built me my first 4x4. <laughs> well, tell us about it. It is a 2001 uh, tracker, Chevy tracker, and he got it from a guy. Um, it had been in an accident. The passenger side front end had been hit pretty smashed up. Um, got it for only a couple hundred bucks. Not bad. And uh, he did a bunch of body work on it, pulled out the fender the side door <laughs> and um put some new wheels and tires on it <laughs> gave it to me for saint patrick's day <laughs> that's an unusual gift giving holiday but whatever <laughs> right right yeah no um brought it over to the house on a trailer and uh said here you go <laughs> brand new four by four that works that works i were talking to him a few times about possibly lifting that and even bigger tires I think there's, what, 31s on it, which is yep. like three or four sizes above stock tire size. Yeah, yeah. He bought the tires. They were uh, Hankook, mm -hmm. um, the Zamboni tires with the little studs in them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I spent many hours in the shop down there in Marine City <laughs> pulling the studs out of the tire. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, know, you know Keith, though. Go big or go home. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely, yeah. Remember, any of his projects, he was always talking about how big a... And this is a very common thing in the off-road world. How big a tire can I run before I have to trim? And then if I lift it, how big can I go before I have to trim? <laughs> and he was always trying to find that maximum happy medium. And he usually figured it out. I mean, tires are kind of a thing, again, in the off-road world. You can run big and they'll self-clearance eventually. <laughs> you might not like how it looks, but they'll, they'll do the work for you. <laughs> Yeah, he loved the big tires, though. That's yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so what what else you got? <laughs> Our favorite story of Keith in general. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, anybody else? Favorite story of Keith you can share. <laughs> two different two different questions. Very true. Very true. No, no, we had many off road trips. Many many off road trips. He introduced me to the off-roading world. He introduced me to downhill skiing. <laughs> um, lots of things, lots of things. So many trips, road trips. Yeah. Um, you know. It's hard to pick with just one, isn't it? So it's just it is, so, so it many is. things. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, you look back at it. You know. Nope. That's I know leaving here today, I'll probably remember three or four more that I yep. wanted to talk about Absolutely. and forgot. For sure. Yeah. We are in Cuba. We went out. It was, uh, remember when we wanted to go to the... You think it's Cuba, you know, and there's nobody, you know, it's unspoiled land and paradise. And so we said, let's go to the beach. And we went to the beach. 
<laughs> you know, so we go down and it's just, you know, beautiful. Nobody's around, just white sand, clearest beaches in the world, you know. Nobody, you know, it's just us. And we get out there and we, 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 we're ready to go swimming. And the second we get out into the water, flies, black flies, because oh. it's so... Because it's so un uncapped, uh, un, uncapped, right? Yeah. It is. That's you know. You think paradise is going to be this beautiful thing? No, no one. There's no, <laughs> you know, no one upkeeping anything. We yeah. Just, so we're all. I remember sitting in the water, and we had to keep our noses and our <laughs> eyes underwater because the second you get out, you just get eaten alive on these you most beautiful the beaches you've ever seen. You know what yeah. I mean? But that was there's a little something me and, and Stephanie. And then it stormed. Eat. Yeah. And then it stormed that day. Yeah. And we ended up in that little hut thing with a bunch of people we ate and yep. had a good old time there nice yeah he always he always talked to the locals you know i was telling these guys earlier about the locals how they had you know no roof no no nothing just cement four cement walls hmm. and but keith always wanted to go talk to him you know you know it didn't matter what you had it didn't matter if you're you know the guy in the, you know four-story four house or the little tiny cardboard shack he would be your friend you know what i mean and he would go and he did that at bars a lot we went to oh yeah we made friends with everybody down there and uh you know just you know i think at one point we wanted to try to go get kidnapped in cuba we didn't you know we we basically you know we didn't want we're sick of the city and see the city sites and wanted to get as deep into the jungle as we could and though and it didn't matter. He would get along with everybody. He never that's, found one person. It's not who something get along most people with. do in a foreign country. Is no. just we want to go out into the woods. Yeah, that's what we. I mean, I'd love it too. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but mm-hmm. you, you run a lot of risks doing that in a place like that. No, that's the thing. Is he? You know, he could work in Detroit or uh, you know, in the middle of middle of the jungle in Cuba and still feel safe because he was that kind of person. You know, that's awesome. Get along with anybody. Right. Your beach story reminded me of something else. Um, we had taken a road trip out west just a few years ago and uh we drove through all the states stopped in you know utah and went to moab and um zion and uh, on in through vegas and california stopped in la and down back uh around and we stopped in louisiana and uh yeah <laughs> i know you're, I you're see gonna your have mind. to explain that one <laughs> <laughs> a little bit you know utah west coast no we're gonna worry you know, yep. time jump exactly, there, but, yeah. exactly. We were going to Texas, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we uh, we decided we're gonna do some, uh, you know, camping, real honest to God camping. We we're on a beach in Louisiana, and uh, we set up the tent, and the wind is crazy. <laughs> we ended up taking the back seat of the excursion out, putting it in the tent <laughs> so that the tent would not blow away. Jeez. Yep. Kids are going to spend the night in the tent. Keith and I are going to camp in the car. <laughs> yep. So we put the seats in the in the tent so the tent won't blow away. Honest to God camping in the excursion. Got it. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> so we decide we're going to go on a nighttime walk on the beach. And we are just walking down the beach. And all of a sudden, there's all these little crabs everywhere. Whoa. They come out at night. Like all the these little crabs. Yeah, more crabs. Yep. <laughs> little tiny crabs the everywhere. Crabs yeah. <laughs> they keep the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> We've got the youngest kids with us on the walk, and uh, my youngest, my son, scared to death of these little crabs because they just pop out of nowhere <laughs> and they go skittering across the sand. And he is scared to death. He is like stopped in his tracks, screaming. Jeez. And Keith just grabs him up. 
and holds him and just carries him the whole rest <laughs> of the way down the beach because he is just crying and crying because these crabs are just gonna get him. That's hilarious. <laughs> it was great. It was oh, great. that's awesome. That's the thing is a lot of your moments, you know, your best moments are, are things that, you know, you don't appreciate until you, until they, you know what I mean? You don't really For sure. think about it like that. And they might not sound as crazy or as interesting to everyone, but, but you remember it in your own way. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's hard to hard to think of things off the top of your head. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know everybody's kind of on the spot here, but that's okay because that's where you get to the fun ones. <laughs> well, there was another trip you guys took where you borrowed my trailer. <clears throat> and I've been trying to sell this stupid thing. <laughs> No, you know, no go. You're talking like a camping I, trailer, right? Oh, it's like a 35-footer. Oh, all right. It's a pretty <clears throat> significant size. And and so I said, should this happen to burn down <laughs> while you're using it, it's well insured. Don't worry. I'll cover your hotel bills. Gotcha. <clears throat> on, the way was, home, yeah. on the way home, he's like, the coffee pot caught on fire, but don't worry. I threw it outside. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> I told you to let it burn. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think we went to Mammoth Caves with your trailer. Yeah. I think that's the one I <clears throat> Nice. <laughs> Listen, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Aaron, like, tell the story. Oh, come on. Hey, 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 come on. Hey, hey, hey. You're already telling them. Just yeah. hold the mic. Yeah, start over. Or just sit here and put the mic in front of you. That way you don't have to hold it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to do that? It's a good story. <laughs> What'd she say? Fuck. Start from the beginning. Yeah. So anyways. Okay, so one of Keith's favorite off-road stories uh, was when he was following Lucas up to a, an off-road event called Gitchgumi. <laughs> and it's um, in Sault Ste. Marie area. And uh, so, but it's in Canada. So he gets up to Border Patrol, and Border Patrol says, he's following Lucas. Border Patrol says, where are you going? He says, Gitchgumi. Border Patrol guy's like, what? Where are you going? He <laughs> says, Gitchgumi. <laughs> the border patrol guy is super confused. He's like, "Where are you going?" And he goes, "I'm following that guy. I'm going to Gitchigumi." <laughs> There's no such thing as Gitchigumi. Border patrol is so confused. He says, "I'm with him." And he goes, "Oh, you're going to Blueberry Hill Campground or <clears throat> campground that you're staying at?" And he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to Gitchigumi." <laughs> border patrol says, "No, you're not." <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I can totally see that interaction, too. That's the best part about that. And him just being so dead serious. Like, this is a federal border agent, international level guy here, and Keith, you're just screwing with Keith wouldn't have cared. I could have seen that. Oh, yeah. Completely, like, just Keith screwing with the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, imagine Keith and his cars and Canada's no rust laws. How many times he got pulled over in Canada for... Uh, for a, some rust on his vehicle. And I'm not talking just a spot. You know, he's yeah. always come back and tell me the horror stories of that because they don't have any rust in your cars. There's uh, one, it was somewhere up north. And I guess his mom was flying in. Your mom and dad were flying in somewhere and he had to go pick him up. And the car, whatever it was he was driving, had no back seat. And there were so many rust holes in the floor and the ceiling. It was an off road only rig. That's what he picked them up in and drove them back to wherever it was you guys were going. And I guess uh, your mom had made a comment, some about all the stars they could see through all the holes in the ceiling. <laughs> it's 
It's a good vehicle. Yeah. That's one of the best ones we had, probably. I don't remember the story, but maybe one of you guys do. The story about when he went over to uh, Canada in an old rusty wrecker for Al to, to, to pick up some lumber for <laughs> The Harbor Floors, yeah. You remember that story? That's mm-hmm. basically the same thing, you know, getting pulled over for the rust. That's kind of oh, what Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd never be allowed there with anything of mine. Yep. Thank you all for being here. No, um, um, everything's much appreciated. Obviously goes without saying Keith will be missed. You know, I do plan to try and continue this show. Uh, keep it as wheeling. It's going to go on. You know, that's something we always talked about was keeping this going and seeing what happens in a few years. So it's going to take me a while to kind of figure out a new format for it, but it's going to continue for sure. So with that, I think that's about wraps it up. So I'm going to leave this to you guys here. Thanks for listening, and have a good day, everybody. Now let's go in the garage and break something. Let's do it.